This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. And I'm Chris Knutson, your host for today's episode. I trust this finds you doing exceptional wherever you are and whatever engineering project you're working on at the moment. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking with Daniel Alley, and we're going to be talking about uh, his concepts and his thoughts around success, what his definition of success is, which is going to be great to hear because we all have our own definitions of success, and this is an individual who has become very successful And he's done so from very humble beginnings, and you're going to be able to hear about his definition of success. And you're going to learn a little bit about what it takes to get there, how to be big, which is going to stand for Books, Individuals, and Goals. Big, which is a great acronym. He's going to unpack that for us. And then he's also going to share with us the books that he happens to be reading. And the answer is going to surprise you. It might surprise you, especially for those of you that are into self-development books. It was a surprise for me, and it's a book now that I've put on the my reading list for the summer and probably beyond, because it's not a quick read, but I think you're going to certainly have heard of the title before, but you'll be probably a little bit surprised. But before we move into the main segment, I want to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you're thinking about taking the FEPE or SE exam, I'm going to recommend to you that you check out PPI. They're the leader in engineering exam prep, and they're offering a 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com. Again, that's ppi, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. I want to give you a quote, as we always do, and that's going to be one that's related to today's topic. It's going to bring us into the main segment of the show. This one comes from Mahatma Gandhi, and it's the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And with that, let's be big, serve people, and achieve your engineering success with Daniel Alley. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our show today, and I'm joined by Daniel Alley, who's the founder of The Alley Way. He's an expert in business and a master of success, and he's reached tens of millions of people with his work. And you can find him on DanielAlley.com. We're going to have that linked up in today's show notes, and you're going to be able to find out all kinds of great information about him there, as well as some of the other websites and books that we're going to mention throughout today's interview. And well, Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate being on the show with you today. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. And as as we kind of were talking in the uh, pre-conversation here, it's I, I think the word maybe to kind of wrap around this entire episode is serendipity because I found you as I was looking through TEDx talks, which I normally do every week, came across yours. And as it works out, you actually were involved in a TEDx event earlier this year with uh, with Anthony Fasano. And the fact that we've had a chance now to link up, I think, is, well, it's serendipity. I mean, it's, I don't know what the odds are associated with that, but it's pretty, pretty slim, I'd imagine, right? One in seven billion. It seems like you've been well connected. <laughs> yes, I, I like that. So, so we, a bunch of engineers listen to this. We all like uh, hard figures and numbers. So, uh, so I'll, <laughs> we'll stick with that one. 
Well, we're going to just jump right into the episode today because the message that you share through your TEDx talk, which again, we're going to have linked up on the show here so everybody can go out there and contribute to the growing numbers that are that are watching uh, your talk. We're just going to jump right into this thing because I want to start off first by just saying, well, you know, you've been able to not only enjoy success, but to build success. And I think that that may be one of the words that could be associated with describing you as a, as a person. And so I just want to start off first by saying, well, how does one become successful and how does one become a millionaire in such a fashion that they can enjoy it in a time that they can, you know, that are, they're able, physically able to do so and not in a position where they're much later on in life and maybe not able to enjoy it as, as readily as, as someone who's younger? That's a good question. And the answer is just know what you want and do whatever it takes to achieve it. You know, in any industry, I believe that if you find exactly a way to serve in a way that no one serves, then I think a lot of people can benefit from what you offer. I always tell people that in order to become a millionaire, you need to make a million people smile. And that means you need to reach 10 million people because not everyone's going to smile. Some people will, some people won't. So reach as many people as possible. And I believe to truly do that, is to ask this question that I believe is kind of like the theme of my life. And the question is, how do I add more value to more people in less time? And basically what that means is, how do I increase the quality and quantity of what I do so that more people can benefit in a shorter amount of time? Instead of five years, how do I do it in one year so I can progressively realize my own success? And I think... That is one of the greatest ways to think about reaching that million dollar mark. All right. So it's really, it comes down to a, to an issue of, to an issue or a question of how do I best serve? And more importantly, how do I best serve the most people in the shortest period of time? And to that, I think, but maybe the engineer who's listening to the episode right now, maybe five, 10 years into their career, they've got a good job. They've working some projects, they're feeling pretty comfortable about their experience level and the uh, level of skill that they're developing. And they're really fixated, well, how do I, you know, how do I get ahead? How do I get the next promotion? How do I perhaps expand my portfolio? How does someone like that who maybe hasn't been able to break through the mental thought of service and success, what would you say to that person on, hey, where do they start? Like, what's the first thing that they need to be thinking to do to open up their mind to that question of, well, how do I best serve the most people in the least amount of time? Yeah, that's a good question too. So I think a lot of engineers get stuck in the notion of believing that they can't do any more work than their employer offers them. But what I believe is that a great person, whether they're an engineer or not, can always go the extra mile. They can always make suggestions. They can always work on their communication. They can always do better at what they do by becoming more resourceful, by becoming more helpful, by giving as much as possible. In fact, I believe that the only way you can receive is if you can give. You know, giving is the only way you can receive. And the secret of living is giving. If you want to live an extraordinary life, you have to do whatever it takes. If you think you're only worth $80,000 a year and you're a junior engineer, then that's what you're going to consign yourself to be. But if you believe that you're a multi-million dollar engineer and you come up with the biggest and best projects so that the most people can benefit, then that's exactly what you'll be. It all comes down to what you expect of yourself and other people, but also as much as what you do in your work. 
I always tell people that your wealth is your entire contribution to society. So that means that everything you have and everything you'll ever have is due in large part to how much you've given back to humanity. That's brilliant. And those, those are great words, Daniel. I mean, it makes me think through the fact and something that I would just, you know, put out to the listeners on here is that, you know, if you're not sure even where to start with that, go back to the first question of, well, how do you best serve or who can you best serve as your audience and, and expand that horizon to be more than just, just the client base or perhaps whomever the uh, stakeholders are in the project that you're working on. And what I mean by that is there's even volunteer opportunities. There's opportunities in your community. There's a lot of different places you can use that word of service to get yourself out there providing the best that you can to other people. That's going to open up the doors mentally and perhaps even literally for you to be able to go to that next step. So just get out there and mix it up in the world. That's uh, Those are great, uh, great words, Daniel. So let me ask this question because this is probably, if we did a Google search on this, we're probably going to come up with like a few billion hits. And that is, is what's your definition of success? Well, success is doing what you want to do, going where you want to go, being who you want to be with the people you want to, as long as you want to do it. And um, I believe that impact equals income for those who like formulas. I know a lot of engineers like math, but it's about being the best you can and doing what you believe your heart's purpose is. For me, it's about educating as many people as I can about what it takes to become successful, influential, financially sound, and um, also prospering. And I think that a lot of people... If they want to find their own success, they have to ask themselves, what would I do for free for the next six months without paying? I mean, what would I do for the next six months without any reimbursement, without any money? A lot of people are counting their time and they're saying, hey, if I pick up a piece of paper, you better give me a dollar. Or if I stay five minutes after the shift, you better pay me for that. And like I say, if you go the extra mile, if you do more than you're paid to do, you'll get paid much more than you do. So success is about believing in yourself. Because if you believe in yourself, then everyone else will believe in you. But it's also about doing the best you can for those you want to serve. That's definitely a great message. And so you've come into your thoughts around success, around what it takes to provide service and to provide impact in the world. You've come into this and you've, you've developed this over, well, over your life. And so I'd be curious especially for the listener who, who may not have the time to be, be able to go out and, and look at, the, at your website later on to read a little bit more about your background. But would you be willing to just maybe just share a little bit about what your background is? I mean, how did you go from living in your mother's basement to being a, to being a millionaire and a world traveler and a TEDx speaker who's, who's you know, had over a million visits on their talk? How does one go through that vector? And to do that, it's pretty amazing, Daniel. Yeah, so in order to travel the highway of success, you have to be able to really take in what you have right now and also what you want in the future. So I would say count your blessings, first of all. And for me, I wasn't doing exactly that. I was making excuses. I was actually condemning and criticizing and comparing myself and others. And I didn't believe in exactly what I was doing until I realized who I was. And who I was was an instrument of the world to teach the financial precepts that I currently do. Now, I first started when I began to read books, which is the first part of my TED Talk. You know, reading books, I think, will give you all the answers you'll ever need to get to where you want to be. 
And as I kept on reading books, there was a certain effervescence that really helped me to catapult into the direction of my dreams, which was to help people realize, you know, kind of what they can do to be successful too. So as I kept reading, I was mesmerized with the lessons I was learning. And what I did was I wanted to reduplicate it in a different way with a new style. And I believe that I can be the conduit of that expression. And like I say in my TED Talk, success is about self-expression. So I started teaching people. And it started with just a simple one-on-one conversation. Then I started giving speeches. I started speaking to 10 people, then 20, then 50, then 100. And I was still living in my mom's basement. And then finally, money started coming in because I started reaching more people. So I moved out. And that audience turned into 1,000, then 10,000. Then, you know, now I reach millions, tens of millions of people because I've gotten better at that simple message. Instead of me saying, you know what, I'm only reaching one people at the time, one person at the time, I started looking at the person I was reaching and it started pouring more into that. And then it expanded to 10, then 100. So if you put into basically people everything you have, then you'll get everything you want. I always tell people, when you focus on the person, the profit will come. A lot of people think the other way. You focus on the profit, the people will come. But I say you got to give everything you have into everything you want and truly believe in your goals and your plans and really search for your success as you reach your destination. That's a great message. And for those that are out there in a, in a leadership position where you've got individuals working for you who, you know, maybe the profit motive isn't the one that's the main driver, Daniel's message is still valuable in regards to investing in others. Uh, when you make that investment in someone else, even if you, the organization you're in, the profit motive maybe isn't the main driver, still investing in someone else to grow them and to make their abilities better and to make their life better is only going to pay dividends not only to you, but to the mission that your organization is executing. To the, If it is profit-driven, it's going to definitely make a, make a bottom-line impact. That's only going to come back to ultimately reflect on you as well. So your message on, on paying it into other people is fabulous and providing them with that value, that's, that's great. It's one of the things that I was always told, Daniel, which was to pay it forward. You know, whatever piece of greatness or great information that you got, the ability to be able to pay that forward to others is almost like our responsibility to do that. So it's great to hear that. So you, in your talk, you you come up with a, with an acronym and having the background that I have and coming up through a life where acronyms pretty much drove everything that I did, I'd be interested if you'd be willing to share that acronym with us, which really was kind of your way of spelling out the three ways that any person can make a change in their life for the better. Yeah, so B-I-G, books, individuals, goals. The books you read, the individuals you meet, and the goals that you set for yourself will help you to get to anywhere you want to go. Now books, you know, all the books in the world can help us solve all the problems in the world. And basically we go to school just to read books. I mean, first and foremost, you know, we go for the camaraderie, we go for the experience, but and when in actuality, we go to read the books. An engineer, when he opens up a calculus book or a differential equation book, it's a book, right? And so every book teaches us what we know right now. And the pioneers of those books control the world. So when you read enough books, you get enough knowledge, and you have the wisdom that you need to get to where you want to be, then you start seeking people. You start saying, you know what? I have this knowledge. 
And I'm actually more advanced than most of the people I'm around because I've read a lot more than they have. Now I need people to help me. And those people will help you set higher goals. They'll hold you accountable. And you'll realize that when you succeed, everyone benefits. You'll realize that the people that you serve, the people under you, the people on the same level, and the people above you will all start looking up to you because they believe in your goal, your plan. So I always tell people to just work on yourself. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job, on your task. Work harder on everything you can and bring value to the table. Bring everything you have. Now, there's a lot of people who might be saying right now, you know what, man, I give a lot to this. I pour it all in. I've given my whole life. I sacrificed my family time. And that's good. You can give. But there's also another side to giving. And it is this, receiving. People can give as much as they want, but if they don't receive the blessings that are coming to them, then they're not really a successful person. So you can give as much as you can, but learn how to receive. When someone offers you a compliment, say thank you. When someone decides to have a barbecue, go. When someone says, you know, you work hard enough, you don't say you don't not work enough. You say, yes, thank you. And, and you take the compliment. So receive everything that the world is giving to you. And the better you learn how to receive, the more you'll gain, especially if you're one that loves to give. That's a really important point because it's something that I, I think a lot of our listeners who are especially focused and really fixated on on success and, and, and really career enhancement and moving forward oftentimes will overlook that important aspect of, of being able to receive what's coming there to, towards them. Also, you, you touched on something else, and I'd be interested to hear about how you have maybe maybe grown up around, well, I'll just throw it out there, the, the word of gratitude. Because it, it sounded to me in, in just what you were saying there that there was a, you know, a point where you were able to have a much better appreciation and relationship with gratitude for what you have in life. And I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on what does one need to do to put themselves into that place? Because it's not something that we just naturally step into and think about on a day-to-day basis. Man, I'm grateful for this or I'm grateful for that. Is that something that you've developed as a practice or is it maybe, I mean, is it truly something that you've always had that gratitude or is it something that you've had to train yourself to be able to appreciate? Yeah, it's a learned trait. So you definitely have to sit down with a piece of paper and list about 20 things that you're thankful for. Your wife, your kids, husband, if you're a lady, of course, your money, your car, your clothes, the food, the stove, everything you have. Take inventory of those things. There's a tendency for a person to say, well, I don't have enough. And that person is going to remain broke. But if you realize how much you actually have instead of thinking about what you don't have, then that's when you really prosper. Now, once you make a list of what you have, your haves list, you make a wants list. You say, you know what? I have a Toyota, but now I want a Rolls Royce. Now I want a Bentley. Now I want a Porsche. And you determine for yourself that you're going to do whatever it takes to work up to that level. What does it really take to make the kind of money to have that kind of car, that kind of house, that kind of outfit. If you want a fur coat, find out exactly how much it is, how it fits, and what you need to do to maintain it. Once you get acquainted with that kind of wealth and you know exactly what it takes to get there because you've counted the cost, then it should be easy for you to work 18, 24, 36 months in order to reach that specific goal. Yeah, that's a good good way of looking at that. 
Was that a process that, that you used in your vector or was there a different way that you worked, you know, you worked through in your hierarchy of, of success and development? Well, you know, in the Bible, it says count the cost. It says if you want something, count the cost, because if you start building something and you don't have what it takes to finish, you're going to look foolish. So have everything you need right before you. As an engineer works on a project. He has the knowledge, the skills, the abilities, the talents, the teamwork, the tools, the resources, the money before he works on a project. Now, if he worked on a project without any of those things or some pieces missing, then, you know, he won't have the tools to get it done. So you have to first see it. And if you don't have the tools, find the tools, find the people, find the goals, find the books. You can easily say, well, that book is too expensive or that tool costs $10,000 or that's the way we've always done it before. But... The world doesn't want excuses, it wants execution. The world doesn't want potential, it wants performance. It wants people who deliver, people with solutions, people that have what it takes to reach that higher goal that you set before you. Yeah, that's brilliant. And for the engineers that are out there listening to this episode, which are the vast majority of you, we operate in a world of figuring out solutions to problems, to requirements. And so this happens to be, as I've written about a lot on our blog, and I've even brought this up in, other, in previous podcasts, what Daniel was just talking about is it's, it's literally sitting down with yourself and determining and doing a requirements analysis on what is it that you want? What are the requirements for the project? And the project happens to be whatever it is that you're seeking to achieve and then determining what the work breakdown structure is going to be to be able to get there. It's almost project management 101. But it starts with being honest with yourself about what it is that you're that you're actually trying to go after in your requirements in life. So we've talked a lot, Daniel, Anthony, and I talk a lot about goal setting and using goals to help drive one towards towards an objective or a vision of what a person wants in their career, in their life, whatever it may be. And I think there's a lot a lot of us have been brought up through a lot of the different self-development books and different courses that we go on in both leadership and management around this this terminology of, of goals. But I read a book recently. I'll put the name out there, and, and we'll link it up in the uh, in the show notes. It's, uh, the, the book was by J.D. Yodel, and it was called Stop Goal Setting, Follow Your Theme. And in his book, he's talking about the concept of maybe just of not doing goal setting, but more instead locking on to just a theme which in my mind is just a vision. And I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on operating with goals and a vision or operating with just goals or operating with just a vision. I mean, this is more of an academic question than anything else, but what are your thoughts on goals versus vision or just and then just dispensing with goals altogether and just operating with a theme? Well, yeah. Without a vision, the people perish. And you have to have a certain thing in your mind established. Because if you look at your current situation and you look at what you want to accomplish, it might not match up, especially if you have goals that scare you. Because goals that scare you are goals that prepare you. So I do believe you do need goals. You have to set monumental goals. If, if you're setting a goal for the next five years to make $250,000 and you're making $150,000, that's a bad goal. You should aim for maybe a million or $15 million or 25 million. So set really big goals. But I also believe that in order to be as successful as you want to be, you have to manage yourself. They say that if it isn't measured, it isn't managed. So I believe that if a person manages themselves, 
they can, of course, master themselves. And if they master themselves, they could manage other people. And if they manage people really well, the people will give them the authority to master them. And those people who master are those who are leaders. Now, in order to master people, you have to be a servant, like I said. You have to learn how to give and receive. But you also have to know how to set goals. You need benchmarks. So, for instance, let's say if it was a 12-month period or a year, and you wanted to become a multimillionaire. What I would suggest is that you should read about 100 books on those who have done exactly what it is you want to do. And if it's 100 books a year, that's basically 8 or 9 books every single month. If you can do that and keep reading as a voracious student, eventually you're going to find everything you need to get to where you want to be. Now, of course, there's a lot more than just reading books. You have to talk to millionaires. So list out 100 people that you can talk to that are millionaires and reach out to at least two of them every single week. If success is a numbers game and if you realize what numbers you need to get to where you have in your mind, then you're going to be able to do it for yourself. But you have to see the numbers. You have to plant the numbers for yourself. You have to know exactly how much you need in a given day, for instance, to make a million dollars a year. So let's say, for instance, you have 250 working days in each year. In order to make a million a year, that's $4,000 a day. 4,000 times 250 is a million. So that's exactly what the cost is. If you're making $1,000 a day, that's only 250000 So you need to take inventory in yourself and ask yourself, do you have the skills that are necessary to pay the bills? And if you don't, how can I get them? And that's where the books individuals and goals can come in and help you reach them. That's a great way of being able to put the quantitative to the qualitative and be able to give yourself an actual, really a framework for what is it really going to take for you to be able to get to where you want to be. Brilliant way of putting that. And I, and I really like that. So I'm going to ask you this question. What books are you reading right now and why? Well, the number one book I read every day for the last several years is the Bible. And, um, I, I believe that Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And uh, really, it's simple. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, I know you like acronyms, right? Or acrostics. In <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't really know exactly what they're born to do. And I think that some people do, but they're not quite sure exactly how to get there. So what the Bible does for me is it gives me the clarity. You know, I used to read a lot of different books. But I don't read as much as I used to in regards to different opinions. I just read the Bible because here you have 66 books, 27 in the New Testament, 39 in the Old. And it's just it's breaking out everything you need to know for the rest of your life. So when I make decisions, what I seek the most is wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is knowing what you want to do. And understanding is knowing why you did it. So for your people, wisdom is knowing, hey, this guy has a really good podcast. And understanding is, as I'm speaking, they're saying, you know what, this guy really makes a lot of sense, or dollars. And that's what I believe wisdom and understanding is all about. And the only way you can get it is through the Bible. That's brilliant. And uh, I would say that we'd link that book up in the show notes, but I really don't think we need to. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. There's a translation, two translations I recommend. It's the CEV version, Contemporary English version, and the PTL version, like parent teacher, leader. And those for me are the two best versions I've ever been able to find. Okay, brilliant. We will link those up 
and uh, we'll put those in the show notes. That's awesome. And again, <laughs> you're right, Daniel. I love acronyms. That, that is, I've not heard that one before. That was awesome. So thanks for sharing that one. So Lee, we'll just uh, kind of wrap out the uh, main segment of today's show by me asking you this question. Where can our listeners find out more about you and what you're doing? Well, they can find me on www.danielally.com. So that's A-L-L-Y for my last name, www.danielally.com. And I have every single social media you can find. So definitely make the time, make the priority to reach out to me and I'll help you. I'll help you in whatever you're doing. It it doesn't matter where you come from. All I want to do is help you to go to where you want to go. That's brilliant. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate that. And you were very helpful and, and very quickly responsive with the request that I had on my uh, my ask for uh, coming on the podcast here. So I, I have no doubt that you're a man of your word on that. So we'll make sure that we've got that linked up as well. The, the links for uh, Daniel's website will be on today's show notes. And Daniel's going to stay with us for the Take Action Today segment of the show, where both of us are going to provide you some actionable advice you can put to use right away. So stand by. Okay, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. And today, Daniel Alley is going to be joining me to provide you with some high-octane advice. But before we do that, I'd like to offer a word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. So engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FE, PE, or SE exam. And hands down, I recommend PPI. Now, I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses, it's why I feel confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. Now, PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use the promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com. And use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. So I'm going to kick off this segment with a thought that above anything else, you have to have a solid idea of where you want to be. And now most call this a vision. And as Daniel already highlighted, the oft-quoted proverb tells us, without a vision, the people are going to perish. And you too are going to perish if you don't have a vision. Or at least you're going to languish in a very fixed location, not moving forward, and not willing to make the moves necessary to realize your vision, your potential, and quite frankly, your version of success which Daniel unpacked for us today during today's episode. So get a vision, move out, take charge, and do what you can to serve those that are around you, and you will be able to realize that vision and your version of success. So, okay, Daniel, over to you. If you had one minute to pass along some key advice on achieving success to one of our listeners, what would it be? To change your reality, you have to change your mentality. You have to stop conforming and start performing. And you have to ask yourself every single day, how do I add more value to more people in less time? How do I give the most out of everything I have, no matter what it takes to reach my goals? Set your goals as high as possible because there's more fun in desiring and aspiring than there is in acquiring. So do whatever it takes to set the biggest, most greatest goal that you can and find people, books, and goals that can help you to achieve that overarching vision that you have of your greater self. Daniel, those are golden words. And thank you very, very much for taking the time 
to join us on the episode today. I really, truly wish you all the best and all the best success. Thanks again for coming on today's show. Thanks a lot, Chris. I appreciate it. Well, everyone that's out there, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Anthony and I would love to hear your feedback, your comments, your questions, whatever it might be. Go over to engineeringcareercoach.com and either search for this episode and leave a question in the comment section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. Both Anthony and I monitor all the comments and we're going to respond if you leave us one, so please do so. And until next time, continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.